Hello friend and welcome back to episode number two of my new 31 day series answering your questions on how to create a career or a business that you love. And in today's episode I'm going to be tackling quite an important subject. It comes from a question that starts like in quite a disheartened way but actually at the core of it what the question really was about is how do you find the right clients for you. So I'm going to be diving into that in this episode. If you've got your own questions then make sure to reach out to me. Uh, You can get me on social media Alex Makes VR across all of them. Or you can send, if you've got a slightly longer questions, send me an email at alexmakesvr at gmail.com. I've also set up, uh, and you'll have to bear with me because I'm super new to the newsletter world, but I've set up a newsletter um, so that you can be reminded uh, when the podcast goes live and also uh, including just a short summary of what, what is being discussed in that episode, just so you know whether it's of interest to you. So if you want to sign up for that, that is alexmakesvr.com. Okay, so let's dive right in. So this question, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase here because um, uh, this was a bit of a back and forth with me and this particular person, and I do have a bit more context on on where they're at, but I wanted to make this super applicable to all of you listening. So the context really is that um, he has been going out and trying to kind of like sell virtual tours specifically to the events industry and his message reads uh part of it reads I'm currently becoming disheartened by the lack of positive leads I'm getting it's making me question whether there's really a market for this product and I wonder whether my experience is due to the recent pandemic um or whether it's just a really difficult time to start a virtual tours company right now so There are a few elements that I want to talk about here. And ultimately, at the heart of this is, are you you going after the right kind of clients? Now, right now is a particularly strange time. I know that people keep flogging this word to death, but we really are living through unprecedented times. And therefore, you can't even really look at the way that companies generally react to um, to things like recessions, because this is so much more than a recession. This is this has literally never happened um, in the last however many decades. Like the last time this happened was like 100 years ago or something. So it's not just like a financial problem. Obviously, we've got freedom of movement being restricted. Um, we've, we've got, there's, there's obviously, there's so much going on. Having said that, um, there is still, I want you to I don't want, if you are having a lot of rejections at the moment, or if you're reaching out and you're not even hearing back from people, I want you to not feel disheartened. I want you to flip the switch and think about it from that person's point of view, because everyone is suffering right now. And the number one piece of advice I can give you when you're going after new clients especially during this time, but this applies in general, is you have to lead with empathy. You have to kind of put yourself in that person's shoes. Now, the number one thing that I kind of um, gathered from this question, the kind of the key points were that he was specifically going after events companies. Now, the logic behind that is totally sound. I think we can all agree that virtual reality and 
you know, 360 will absolutely, and in some areas already is, it will transform the events business especially now during these times that we're kind of getting used to doing everything remotely, right? And actually the idea of, you know, having to fly across the world and spend out all that money on um, plane tickets and accommodation and food and, you know, all of that just to kind of like see a couple of keynotes that I really want to see. I'm going to think twice before I do that now in future uh, when it comes to events. And obviously the number one thing I would say about events businesses is generally speaking, their biggest... um, attraction is the is the in-person networking right so like you can pretty much watch any keynote you can most events like record their kind of um talks and put them online um the key thing that you want from like going to an event is the atmosphere it's the networking it's who you're sitting next to it's that so vr and 360 can absolutely add like so much to that and will i think be a big part going forward but Currently, during this time, events companies are probably being hit the worst. Like, out of all of the influencers that I follow in the business space, the majority, the majority of them um, make a lot of their income from speaking gigs. And all of that has been wiped out. I mean, I usually speak at at least one kind of event a month. Um, and I haven't spoken at an event... Um, in person since January. And I've only done two like online events, like webinar events. Um, And so absolutely event companies and in person, like um, retail hospitality, they are suffering right now. Now, that's not to say that you won't be able to kind of win work with those kind of clients. But what I would suggest is we need to kind of like scale back and really look at who your clients should be right now and who you should be going after. Because when you lead with empathy and when you put yourself in that potential client's shoes, right now, if someone came to me and said, um, okay, I run a, I run a VR company and I know that your like events business has really suffered. So what I'm offering is this solution of like 360, um, like kind of like tours or or recordings. And like, you could have like this kind of like virtual event. The first thing that events person is going to do is think, okay, firstly, this is something that I don't know anything about. And it's going to take a lot of, um, what's the word when you it's like a steep learning curve for them ultimately what they want to do is is events companies usually I think in general I don't know them inside out but I think they make a lot of their money from um the uh, the money they make from like the exhibitors but then also the ticket price from the audience and the reason the audience pay that ticket price is because they're getting you know this this kind of like value of like getting access to all these speakers and also access to these um kind of exhibitors and everything like that so from that point of view what does 360 offer to an events company that uh a zoom kind of event couldn't right now it's a lot more expensive it's a much higher uh learning learning curve for them and when they've got a million and one things running through their head and they're having to quickly pivot their company away from a physical location to online, 
I don't think there's many clients or people that you're reaching out to that would be in the right frame of mind to think, do you know what? I'm going to invest in the future of my company because this is what they should be doing realistically. I'm going to think, you know, not a year into the future, but I'm going to think 10 years into the future, five, maybe even five years into the future when VR and mixed reality glasses are a lot more commonplace and I can be ahead of the curve and I can like, you know, I can start building right now. I can have this innovative solution for my events going forward so that I'm offering a more immersive experience for people that can't attend in person. That's the kind of attitude that you want the client to have. That's the kind of messaging that that maybe if you are going to go after those clients, that's your kind of messaging. But realistically, right now, if I'm the owner of an events company, all I'm thinking is, how am I going to keep the lights on? How am I going to feed my family? I've literally lost millions or hundreds of thousands in revenue. I have no idea when my business can operate again. I need something and I need it quick. And something like Zoom or an online event offers that and it's cheap and it's easy to facilitate. It's proven. Um, And so these are all the reasons why I would say that right now that's not necessarily the right client. Now, when it comes to finding the right client, I feel like that was a a long ramble about why um, maybe that's the wrong kind of thing. But I do want to I want to offer advice about how you go about finding the right kind of client, especially during this climate, but also in general. So the thing with 360 and VR is for um for kind of a uh, for for corporate purposes so i'm not talking about vr entertainment here um obviously i'm i'm assuming if you're listening to this episode you've kind of guessed that this is more like a commercial kind of a uh, uh, topic but generally speaking there are three reasons any business buys anything okay number 1 it makes them more money number 2 it saves them a lot of time, which in turn probably saves them money, or it acts as a marketing tool that's going to generate more awareness and essentially get more people into their kind of ecosystem to potentially make a sale. So when you boil that down, if you think of it like, I hate, I really, really hate that funnels have become synonymous with... um you know, this kind of like click funnel culture. And, and if you if you know about that, then you, you know, it has a particular uh, kind of reputation. Um, but if you think of like, if you do, there is the reason it's called a funnel is because that's like probably the most accurate image in, in your head that you can think about. But if you think about the funnel, and you're like a little goblin at the <laughs> at the bottom, like, like waiting to catch anything that kind of comes through and bring them into your business. If you think like the very top of that funnel, the idea is to get people into it. How do you get people into it? Well, you have to do your marketing. This is where your outreach, this is, you know, you kind of like emailing people, uh, messaging people on LinkedIn, um, you know, socializing in Facebook groups. This is the bit where you need to get people aware of you and aware of your products and services. Once they're in the funnel, then they already know who you are. They already know what you do. Now you need to kind of like, now you need to convert them. You need to make them want your product, right? They need to, they need to understand, like, they need to kind of know um, why they should invest in your product or service. Like, what's it going to do for them? 
And then obviously at the bottom, they kind of like, they fall into your business and then it's all about retention. Like what, is the product good? Is your service good? You know, is what you're offering top notch and it's doing the job that you said it was going to do? And that's the kind of like the very basics and it's the big kind of the, the big picture, but the basics of like all sales and marketing. And this funnel, it reoccurs throughout everything. But if you think of it from the point of view of your personal marketing towards a new client, say, for example, um, OK, let, I'll use the events company example. But like I say, now might not be the right time to go after events companies. You're more likely uh, going to get more success from uh, industries that have a bit more uh, trust in the technology of 360 right now, which is most likely going to be real estate, uh, travel and tourism, um, any any kind of any industry that uh, already has a little bit of a kind of a, a buy-in on on things like virtual tours already, like museums and galleries, like places that kind of need you, uh, kind of need people to, to want to go to those places. And it's like an enticing kind of way to bring new people in. Um, and I can't remember whether I've already said this, but uh, if you haven't listened to my latest episode not latest episode, but one of the recent um, COVID podcasts that I did with Ben Claremont, he goes into a lot of in-depth discussion about why now is the right time to be building a virtual tour business um, and all of the opportunity that he sees in that. So definitely check that episode out if you haven't already. Um, so where was I? <laughs> um, who knows? By the end of this 31 days, maybe I won't even be rambling. Maybe I'll be so concise, but somehow I doubt it. Okay, so we were talking about the funnel. So let me use the example of I'm going after an events company client. Okay, so my this is what generally most people's messaging sounds like. So so, you know, I'm a virtual tour provider. So I like email the company or I call them or I get in touch with them somehow. And most people's messaging is, hey, oh, you know, like, I'm so sorry to hear that your business like has been completely demolished by um, COVID. Absolutely sucks. Um, I make virtual tours and, and virtual tours can like basically allow you to kind of um, do your events completely remotely and it like offers a way to have like quite an immersive events experience um, without actually people needing to be there. Does that sound interesting to you? And their answer is either death, deadly silence <laughs> or no, that doesn't sound interesting to me right now. Now, there's nothing necessarily... I mean, that sounded pretty good, right? Like, there's nothing really that wrong with that messaging from our point of view, right? I mean, that I've kind of said, like, that virtual tour would be really good. I've kind of outlined. But the thing is, I've led with messaging all about me. I've led with being in my own shoes. And what I really need to do when I'm looking for the right kind of client, when I'm, when I'm kind of trying to reach out to a new client, when I'm figuring out whether or not they are a good person to go after. What I need to do is put myself in their shoes. So now let me try that again, thinking, thinking uh, with that kind of, through that lens and also kind of referring back to what I said earlier about the three reasons why someone might um, kind of want 360 or VR services. So maybe this goes a little bit something like this, off the top of my head, something like this. Um, you know, uh, hi, so-and-so events. Um, I've been watching your content 
um, that you've been putting out online. I'm so sorry to see that uh, you're having like a, you know, a difficult time. Like it, it's really, it's really been quite hard on, on a lot of the location-based services. Um, I wanted to reach out to make sure, um, to, to make sure that you were aware of this new kind of technology that allows you to generate more awareness and convert more people um, at your events and actually engage people more. So, so kind of hitting on generating more awareness, converting more sales um, and, and, and saving them. Well, I haven't really touched on saving time and money, but let's focus on the first two. So um, I wanted to make sure that, um, that you'd, you were aware of this new technology um, that other events companies are using, which is this idea of like a virtual event um i found that with other clients virtual tours or virtual events uh can actually offer um up to three times more engagement than just traditional videos and photos of an event online and what that tends to do is boost retention of those audience members for the next event increasing people's uh, events ticket sales or even pre-sales, uh, I'd be super happy to jump on a call to talk you through how it works. I know that sometimes new technology sounds a bit scary, and I appreciate that during this time, you uh, you probably don't have a lot of free time, and you're looking for something that can save you time and money as quickly as possible. And I'd be super happy to jump on a call with you just to talk you through like how the technology works. Would that be of interest to you? And then maybe you would say, like, I'm free you know, next Tuesday or next Wednesday, if either of those work for you, let me know. Um, so do you see what I did there? So that wasn't obviously the most concise version. I and mean, I would probably want to work on that to make it a lot smaller. Because again, the idea is that uh, you are trying to keep it as concise as possible. Because I know personally, when I see a long email come into my inbox, I just don't even really read it. I like leave it as unread. And I just think I need to wait until I'm in a in a kind of space where I've got 10 minutes to digest that email and reply to it before I'm even going to look at it. So you need to make that a lot shorter. But just the very principle is what I'm touching on there. Do you see what I did there? Do you see that I switched the script? So now I'm no longer talking about virtual tours and how, you know, oh, they're immersive and they do this. No, no, no. I'm using, I'm using sales language on the client. The client needs to hear what the value of virtual tour is for their business. So if you're going after like real estate, they're quite an easy one, right? Because um, currently it's quite difficult for people to, or people are scared to like go to open houses or go to viewings. And actually, if we weren't in COVID times, um, even if you did go to uh, an open house, how many of those people are actually quite serious about about kind of like buying that house? Like probably not many people. So the messaging for reaching out to a client like a real estate agent might be something along the, similar, but along the lines of, um, and it always open with kind of like, I, I, I'll probably go into this in a different episode about like um, kind of cold opens and cold emails and stuff, because if there's one thing that I've perfected over the years, it's the art of a, it's the art of a, art of cold emails um, but always start with something like that shows that you're not just sending a template blanket email 
anytime I get an email in my inbox that is so obviously just a template that someone's copied and pasted to about 50 different addresses, I just delete it. I don't even bother looking at it because often, well, often it's just about like SEO or websites or whatever. But actually, if they've taken the time to like make the opening personal and really show that they've, like, for example, I had someone reach out recently um, and this was a kind of, I mean, it's a template in the ter- in, in the way that, um what they were saying was not necessarily super, super personal, but they opened by saying, hey, Alex, um, I've been looking at working with VR professionals and I came across your TED talk. Absolutely loved the bit when you talked about X, Y, Z. Um, just wanted to reach out and, and see if you needed any help with blah, blah, blah. Um, and I thought even just that, even that, even that opening of the fact that they'd very clearly found my talk and they'd very clearly taken the time to watch it because they were referencing a bit in it. Um, just even seeing that made me more likely to read the whole email, you know? So that's the aim of the game here. The aim of the game is to like get them to read the email, to become aware of you. Because again, we're working, when you, when you email someone, when you're trying to find a client, you're working on that kind of like that top of the funnel type stuff. So when you want to reach to reach out to like a real estate agent or something like that, like maybe the messaging is more around how you're going to um, help them either convert more sales. So for example, that might be that, uh, I'm sure there's stats about this online, but someone uh, who looks at a virtual tour of um, a house versus uh, just traditional flat photos are three times or some, t- you know, some number times more likely to want to have a serious viewing and are more likely to, um, you know, be a kind of a, a much further along, like a qualified lead, they they call them, is when you're kind of like someone that's, you know, you're you're a bit further down someone's funnel and you're, you're most likely going to buy. Um, so there's there's kind of stats like that that you could use to your advantage. Like, did you know that you know um, virtual tours compared to them can generate um, generate more qualified leads or can can convert more sales? Um, or you could go for the angle. I wouldn't try and do all three in one email, but maybe like focus on um, like one of them because the save time and money thing could also be like instead of. Uh, you know, do you want to save more time and money by doing a virtual tour of a property rather than having to pay a salary for an employee to go out to a house and spend the money on the mileage and the expenses that come with that? Wouldn't you rather, you know, get people to see the property um, virtually and then uh, offer like an in-person viewing if they are serious? Um, The other element of virtual tours, because obviously there's so many, there's so many companies that could benefit from that, especially right now. Um, Another big one is when the, when the world starts opening up again, um, there are stats around the fact that companies that have 360 photos attached to their Google, um, what do you call them? Like Google profiles? No. You know, when you like type a business into Google and it's listed on Google itself, it's not the website, it's like listed as a Google business. Um, if, if a business has 360 photos of the inside of that, so for example, if you're a cafe and you have 360 photos of all of the inside, you will rank higher on Google. Google will put your business listing ahead of all the other cafes. If I searched cafes in Leicester, um, if you had 360 photos 
combined with some good reviews, you'd probably be listed first over another listing that didn't have 360 photos. So again, that is a really powerful thing to say to someone if you're trying to get their business by saying, did you know, you know, um, uh, maybe it's, uh, I, I, I'm sure that you get a lot of your, um, your footfall or your customers from people that Google cafes in the area. I just wanted to let you know that, um, uh, listings uh, I've noticed you've not got any 360 photos on your listings did you know that listings with 360 photos on average list you know 80% higher or whatever the statistic is you can find that by googling it um higher than than other listings you know what would it mean to your business if you could get an extra four uh, customers a day and to a cafe like that's huge so Again, this is just like a lot of rambling and a lot of different ideas I'm throwing at you. But ultimately, what I'm saying is when you're when you find when you're looking for the right kind of client to work with, a big factor is, is it actually right for them and their business? You have to put yourself in their shoes. Can they make money? Ultimately, that's all a business is. A business just makes money. That's why it's a business. So can your biz, can your product, can your 360 services or can your VR services make that client money? That's basically what you need to decide. And you need to remove your own personal prejudice from the, um, from the equation and you need to put yourself in their shoes. Think it through th- from their position and make it so easy for them to say yes because there are so many upsides of using you and your services. Um, so yeah, I mean, wow, we've, co- we've covered a lot there and I realise I've focused a lot on virtual tours. That's purely because the question itself uh, came from someone um, who was offering virtual tours to events companies. So that's why I focused on that. And also, I'm sure a lot of you listening who are wanting to kind of jump in and this is your first foray into um, into kind of the the world of business for yourself, virtual tours, especially if you're a 360 uh, kind of creator, virtual tours are just the easiest hanging fruit. They are the easiest to sell in um, because they don't require the kind of the steep learning curve that VR does. Um, if you're going after someone for VR work, finding the right client for that, um, and again, that's going to vary and not necessarily going to be the same right now, Um because of the pandemic and people's focuses are elsewhere. But generally speaking, the reason why 360 or VR training is so well received in um, in companies is because they can save a lot of time and money. And uh, ultimately, it saves them a lot of money down the kind of road if their employees are trained well. And there's been loads of studies around the fact that you know, VR training outperforms traditional training and e-learning by miles. Uh, PwC actually, who are are, um, a lovely client of mine, they've just released a report about, in fact, looking at some of the the projects that we've done together and comparing it to traditional classroom learning and e-learning. And they've found some really interesting stats around that. And don't be scared to like use those stats, use those stats in your marketing, put them in your armory so that when you're kind of having these conversations with clients, again, you can you can have these stats at the ready to tell them why, because ultimately 
the only reason you're kind of selling them a virtual tour in the first place is because you genuinely believe that believe that it's going to help their company. And if you can lead with that, and if you can always start with that, that's just going to take you like miles. So I guess, <laughs> I guess I've not really talked specifically about like finding the right particular client in very specific terms, but that's purely because that's going to differ person to person. Um, and actually, arguably, anyone could be the right client. But the number one reason to know if they're the right client right now is if you think that your service can make them money, because that's all they're interested in right now, especially during these times. Um, and again, um, if you've got any follow up questions that I can answer in like later episodes this month, then please send them to me because I'm sure that potentially that's this episode has had a had a bit of a light bulb moment for a lot of you thinking oh wow like I would I would hazard to guess that 50% of you listening to this are now going to think about the emails that you've sent clients and gone ah shit yeah that's why that didn't work because it's like hello do you need a virtual tour virtual tours are brilliant so well of course you're gonna say that you're the person trying to sell a virtual tour (laughs) so again put yourself in their shoes Finding the right client right now is all about thinking about who, what clients can benefit the most. Can you make them more money by generating more awareness for their company? Can you convert more sales? So with the the Google listing example, that's converting more sales, right? That's like, that's generating more awareness and converting more sales. Uh, with, with real estate, that's, that's converting more sales. If you've got a really good virtual tour that makes people more interested in seeing the property that's converting more sales that make that's making that company more money uh, or can you save them time and money you know it is investing in a vr um training package going to save me money down the road because jimmy doesn't you know trip over a um a hazard in the office because and and sue me because I've given him the correct training and he's totally kind of like been immersed in it and going forward in fact that's a funny story to tell um not funny but uh one of um pre-VR this is when I was working in more traditional uh kind of video and and um film work um just actually just literally as I was getting into VR, I was doing like agency work to kind of pay the bills. And um, uh, I mean, when I'm talking agencies, by the way, I'm talking creative agencies, because uh, I know that agencies can mean lots of different things in lots of different, <laughs> different industries. But we were targeting, um, we were targeting a particular uh, client with this kind of like big, elaborate, uh, like film kind of training series like campaign and um, they signed off like without even really thinking about it and it was like a lot of money for this series of training kind of like films uh, and the reason being that the way that the person had pitched it which is kind of how I started to kind of understand a lot of this was they said you know when you know, you know, when you uh, have to shut down your whole manufacturing process because someone, you know, accidentally gets that thing stuck in that machine and that happens how many times a month? Maybe two, three times. And how, how much does that cost your business every time that gets that machine gets shut down? And the owner of the business was like, well, it costs about 40 grand every time in lost sales because of the time that it takes to get that machine up and running. 
They said, well, you know, 40 grand if that's happening um, a few times a week or a few times a day or whatever it is, uh, how many, you know, how many hundreds of thousands are you losing every month? You know, you could pay for our our, our kind of training series, um, you know, for however many thousand it was, uh, and you'll have made that money back within the first month. And they just signed right away. They didn't really even ask that many questions. They were like, well, yeah, who wouldn't take that deal? Because that's saving me so much time and money in all of this lost revenue because this particular machine wasn't being handled correctly. Um, So that's, again, that's like just a really classic example of like saving time and money. So key takeaways. Look at the emails that you've been sending people and have a good hard talk to yourself in the mirror about whether or not you've been a selfish asshole and haven't been putting yourself in your client your potential client's shoes that's number one number two uh pick one of three one of those three messagings or one of those three reasons um why a client might benefit from your products and services so it's either generating awareness converting sales or saving time and money and then what I want you to do is I want you to do a bit of, if you're, if you're in a place where you want to get that first client um, and you have some virtual tours or some kind of examples of your work as a portfolio already, because that's such a key part. You can't go out and just pitch clients if you don't have any work. We'll probably talk about that in a different episode. But if you've got proof of like the work that you've done, I want you to pick uh, an industry and really think about which industries would be most benef- benefiting um, right now from virtual tours. I want you to craft an email that is that is along the lines of what I've talked about in this uh, episode. And I want you to send, send at least 10 of those kind of emails. And just see what happens. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that anything will happen. I'm not guaranteeing um, that people will even reply because, again, we are living through weird times where people are, you know, really busy or they've got a million one fires to put out. They might not necessarily reach, uh, uh, respond straight away. But I promise you that when someone does respond, they go, even if it's not the right time for them because they can't afford it or their marketing budgets have been slashed or whatever the reason might be, they're going to be so much more receptive. You're probably going to have a much higher open rate of your emails. People are probably going to digest the information a lot more because you've taken the time to um, really think through whether or not you can actually help them in their business. And that's all you're doing. Okay, I'm going to end the episode here. Um, thank you so much um, for that question. That was really, really great. And for all of you who have had rejections, um, during this time and you're losing clients and you're struggling and you're trying to reach out to new people, hang on in there. Please don't be disheartened. Maybe think about uh, what other skill sets you have and what other things you can offer that can, because this obviously, uh, I've talked about it in relation to 360, but this translates across any kind of creative service, whether you're a graphic designer or a video creator or podcaster, whatever, like, you know, there's, there is, ultimately there is scope to um, use this exact kind of method and apply it to any creative service because ultimately all any business wants to do is make money and all you need to do is find out how you can make uh, a business money so yeah hope that helps and 
uh, yeah, if you liked this episode, please, please reach out to me. I would love to hear your feedback. Again, if you want reminding of um, the episodes coming out, um, just sign up to the newsletter at alexmakesvr.com. Uh, reach out to me on the socials to send me questions. Uh, Alex makes VR across all the socials. Or if you've got a long ass question, which I welcome, uh, send it over to alexmakesvr at gmail.com. Wow, that was a lot of talking. I'm going to have a cup of tea. I'll see you tomorrow.